Today, we are crossing over. Last Sunday, we talked about crossing over. We are crossing over from where we are to where God wants us to be. And that's what's going to be happening throughout the year. We are crossing over from where we are to where God wants you to be. And the place where God wants you to be is a large land. A place flowing with milk and honey. It's not like you see milk flowing on the ground and honey, all of that. But God's loaded that place for you. And you have to be able to get to that place. Today I'll start a series. And I titled it, Our Strong Tower. Because as we proceed, and as we proceed in our crossing over... We will have a strong tower, or there's a strong tower that God has given to us that we must come under because the land in which God wants us to go into, there are some giants there. There are some creatures there that are going to try to rob us from what God has given to us. So, but God is already giving the land to us. God said, I have given you the land. Now rise and go. And as we go, we go fighting. Because the Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence take, the violence take it by force. We don't have swords with which to fight. But if you read in Revelation, there was a sharp sword coming out of the mouth of Jesus. Your tongue is your sword. The word of God is the, tro- the words that come out of your tongue. And that's the sword. That's the double-edged sword. And we must know that. So as you cross over and you're going into the promised land, you will be dealing with the Canaanites. The Canaanites are already there. Part of your life. The Canaanites have to do with bondage. Bondage, slavery, to sin, habits. That's what dealing with the Canaanites. Please use the material that my wife prepared. As you pray, God will show you things. Use that thing daily. There are, there's a lot of nuggets in there that will help you. I'm sure that by this end of 21 days, when we're through with the 21 days, God would have done something great in your life. But look, sometimes we need to be faithful. And commit to what God asked us to do. And if all of us come together and we do it in unity, you watch out what God's going to do for every family that's a part of our church. And I'm praying for every family that's a part of our church. God's going to bless every single family that's a part of our church. The Canaanites in your life, must ha- they must leave. There will be no bondage anymore in your life. No addictions, nothing of that nature. God's going to free you from those. Now listen to what the word says. In Joshua chapter 3 verse 10, And Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you. By what God's going to do, that's how you will know that the living God is among you. And that He will without fail. He will without fail. He will, without fail, drive out before you. 
they are in front of you, preventing you from, your, from the goodness and mercy that God has for you. God says, I'm going to drive them out from before you. God will drive them. Without fail, God will drive them from before you. They canonize. That has the, the ones that have to do with bondage. God's going to deliver you from every bondage in your life. The bondage in your children's life. Whatever is plaguing them, that's holding them down. So that they cannot lift their head. God's going to take all of that all out of their lives. He said, so God will take them out, the Canaanites out. Also the Hittites. Those are the individuals that have strongholds in their lives. Shattered lives. Lives that have been shattered from the past. Things that have happened to you in the past. That's holding you back. God wants to deliver you from all of those things. The Hevites. The Hevites have instability. Inconsistency. In their lives. Never established. You tried something. You've put every effort to it. You do all you want to do. You cry and you pray. But it's never established. That's no longer going to be a part of your life in the name of Jesus. God will establish you in 2015 in Jesus' name. God will establish your home. God will establish your children. Whatever your heart's desire. Whatever you desire for God to establish in your life. God's going to establish it. Now let me let you know this. God's on your side. God will always be on your side. As long as you are in human flesh. Even if you are not perfect. And he knows we are not perfect. He just wants us to be blameless. Blameless doesn't say you are sinless. Blameless means you are pursuing after God. And when you do wrong, you acknowledge it. So God's going to bless your family and establish your family in the name of Jesus in 2015. Then we have the Hevites or the Perizzites. The Perizzites, these are people who are open to attacks, constantly afraid. If you are there, God's going to deliver you to this year in the name of Jesus. Sometimes we are afraid of something we're not even aware of. Sometimes you wake up and there's that fear inside of you and you wonder, what's this? Well, God's going to deliver you from fear this year. And God's going to establish you in 2015. We have the Gurgitites. These are individuals that are weak. But the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. That should be your testimony. Let that double sword from your mouth, double-edged sword from your mouth keep saying, because that's your medicine. If you feel weak, no more sickness, no more disease, no more weakness. God says the, the, the medicine for weakness, if you feel weak, say it from your mouth. Let the weak say, I am strong. God understands that you're weak. But he says if you want to get strong, say it. Say, I am strong. Let the weak say I am strong and God's going to deliver us. The Amorites have to do with pride, boasting. And the Bible says pride goes 
before our fall. If you see pride going right next to the, the pride, it's a fall coming, walking. Pride is going to catch up. So pride goes before a fall. And God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. We fast to tell God we can't do it on our own. It's not a hunger strike. God recommended this. We don't understand what it, what it does to God. But somehow it moves God. When you miss just one meal, for God, it moves Him. Because you have a right to eat. But you've decided, because of God and what I, I need you in my life, you decide you're going to do this. And it honors Him. And it moves Him to act on your behalf. So God will act on our behalf. God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. If you're proud, you're not getting anywhere. There's enough resistance in the world, but if God himself is resisting you, you you're not going to go far. So the thing to do to get God on your side, humble yourself. Let God drive away the Amorites in your life so that God can walk in your life. And then the downtrodden, the Jebusites. You can never feel as a Christian. You have hope. You have hope. Don't ever say, I'm hope- my situation is hopeless. That means you're saying God is dead. There is no situation as long as you are still in human flesh. On the earth, there is no situation that's hopeless. Not if there's God in it. So never accept hopelessness. If you feel downtrodden because of your past, today is your day of deliverance. Lift up your head. You are a prince. You are a princess. You are kings and priests according to the word of God. And we must act that way. How can two walk together unless they they are in agreement? When God calls you a prince and you call yourself a pauper, who is right? We know you are lying to yourself. Let God be true and every man a liar. You cannot be downtrodden. That was in the past. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. Hello, you are a new person. Well, Pastor, I don't feel like a new person. What has feeling got to do with this? God said it and that's the truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. And when you accept that, you honor God and God is pleased. Every time God is pleased with anybody, uh, some blessings will come your way. When God is pleased with you, and the, the thing that truly pleased God is when you believe Him against what you see and know in the natural, He really pleases Him. It's called faith. So you can no longer be downtrodden. God has given us a strong tower. And under that strong tower... Victory is always guaranteed. You can always have victory no matter how tough the battle is. If you stay with this strong tower, you'll never lose a battle in your life. Just like David. He was in so many battles, so many wars, but not one time did David go down. You'll never lose a battle. Your victory is always guaranteed. And I want to show you who this, or what this strong tower is today. Because the church is losing it a little bit. 
and we just say the words and we don't fully understand. Let me show you what it says in some, uh, 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 Proverbs 18 verse 10. He says, the name, the name, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Who are we calling the righteous? The righteous is the one who will trust in nothing else but the finished work of Calvary. Your faith is in what Jesus has accomplished for you. That's your trust. And that's what makes you righteous. Not holy, but righteous. Not without sin, but righteous. And your righteousness is what brings you holiness. Because once you are righteous, God sets you apart as light to the world. You are the light of the world and salt of the earth. Once you are made righteous, but for the righteous, there is a life to live. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. What? For His name's sake, you are called after Him. What happens to you touches His life. He leads you on the path. So there is a path of righteousness. There are paths of righteousness. God will lead you because you are the righteous. He leads you in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. So your life is a part of His glory. What happens to you touches Him. Because He's doing everything He's doing for you because of His name. He's protecting His name on your life. Your life is protecting His glory. He'll protect that life. You are the apple of His eye. Amen. The pastor, I don't feel like an apple of the apple of God's eye. God didn't ask your opinion. He said what He meant. And God is the truth. So it doesn't matter how you feel. What you have to do is enjoy it and rejoice in it. And thank God, I am God's the, the apple of God's eyes. If you touch me, you touch God. And I remember this woman, you know, some lady. Uh, she had a handbag and this armed robber singled her out, was coming at and her and wanted to take to steal. And she, as she got close, she pointed a, a finger at his face and started speaking in tongues. The robber stopped. It's like, this is a crazy woman. <laughs> he took off. Amen. Strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. You know, when you are overwhelmed with problems, and the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. How many know that? Many troubles will come your way. When you feel overwhelmed because things are coming at you, people are saying things. And, and your body is telling you one thing and God is saying something else. Your family life seems to be falling apart. Everything that you planned 
it don't seem to be going the way you want it to go, that you are calling to God. Let me let you know, David experienced the same thing. King David did. And this is what he said in Psalm 61, verse 1 through 3. He says, hear my cry, hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayers. How many have talked to God that way? Hear my cry. I have. God, you got to hear me. I'm in real trouble. I'm telling you, God, you have to hear me. I said here sometime back in Nigeria, uh, because we use English in, in praying, I prayed in English to God, and the answer wasn't coming. But we have a local language in Nigeria. And I thought to myself, if God doesn't answer me in English, I'll speak my pidgin English to him. He'll listen. I cried to him in pidgin English. I broke it down for him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. God, telling you. Maybe this English is not coming right from my tongue. I wasn't born that way. But I'm going to break it down for you in the language I think. And he did. He heard, he heard me. And don't laugh at me. You, some of you have done the same thing before. <laughs> David cried, hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. I'm asking for help. He says, from the ends of the earth. I cry to you. When you are in deep trouble, it seems like you're so far away from the source of help, even God. It seems so far. For David, he was out in the wilderness. He couldn't go to the temple. And so to, to David, he was at the ends of the earth. He said, I cry out to you when my heart is overwhelmed. When your heart is overwhelmed with a difficult problem, God's listening. He's listening. He created you. He knows. His life is part of, especially when you know Him. What you're going through is touching Him. And He feels it. Because you are His child. Through the death of His Son, you are a family member. You can't have a son going through a difficult problem and you are a father in the home and you say, I don't care. No, you know you're lying to yourself if you said that. You want to do something about it. But David was crying out to God, my heart is overwhelmed. He said, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Lead me to the rock that's higher than I. I can take care of the problem myself. I need the rock that's higher than I. For you have been a shelter, a refuge for me, a strong tower, a strong tower against the enemy. A strong tower, the name of the Lord is a strong tower against the enemy. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Jesus has given us his name. The name of Jesus is a living being. I know it's hard for our minds to comprehend it. 
The name of Jesus is a living being. I read from Smith Wigglesworth. Wigglesworth. He was, they went into a place to pray for God when he started his ministry. This guy was so sick and everybody was saying, he's going to die. He's going to die. There is no hope for him. But Smith said, I, I heard God say to go pray for him. And finally they allowed it. The whole town was saying, he's going to die. There is no hope. And they gathered around. Few of them gathered around this fellow. And all they were saying was, the name of Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, 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 the name that's above every name. They kept saying it. And before long, the sick got up and was completely healed. The name of the Lord is a strong power. The righteous run into it and they are safe. The word safe is not hiding, no. You are lifted so high above the problems, you are looking down at the problem. That's what it means. He's the safest place you can ever be. The name of Jesus has no care about the, tr- the problems Satan can throw at you. Never concerned about what, when you have that name, you, can, you have nothing to be concerned about. It's the name of Jesus. There was a man that was born. We believers need to understand the power. When God is giving you the name, and I'm coming to this. God said to Moses, the rod is your, I, that rod is your hand, in your hand. I've given you that rod with which to do signs. Go to Pharaoh and show him what you can do with this rod. The name of Jesus is the same that God has given to us, and we're coming to that. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John were going into the tabernacle or the temple at the hour of prayer. And they met a man that was crippled from his mother's womb. And you know the story. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. Uh, some preachers said for most Christ, or for some Christians, they don't have silver and gold, and they don't have such as I have <laughs> as well. <laughs> they have nothing to give, no silver and gold, and there is no power to give. <laughs> but that's not your portion in Jesus' name. But they healed that man. And the people were amazed because the man was born lame. This was a unique miracle. And Peter and John started speaking to them. They told them in Acts chapter 3 how they did this. They said, look, don't look at us. As if by our own righteousness and our own power we've made this man whole. And then they told them in verse 16, And his name, through faith in his name, his name, they told them how they did this miracle. It was this living being, the name of Jesus, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. You know the man. 
But it's the power of the name of Jesus. Jesus was not there personally. But his name took his place. Every time you say the name of Jesus, it's as if he comes right there. He's right there in your very presence. And the way he was in Bible days, the same power. And so it was the name. They said, you want to know the secret? It was his name that did it. It was the name of Jesus that gave that man strength that you say. And his name, they said, through faith in his name. So you can speak his name without faith and nothing happens. That's why you see people cursing his name and you wonder, well, they use his name all along but nothing's going. No, that's not what we're talking about. His faith in his name. When you speak his name with faith. That name is a strong tower that changes everything to what you desire. Because it says, if you can believe, all things are possible. Faith in His name. Your situation is going to change this year by faith in His name. Can you say an amen? That word means so shall it be. So shall it be. Your situation is going to be transformed by the power of His name. As you keep yourself in the stronghold, the tower, the power of His name. Jesus is that. They said through faith in His name. That's how this man got well. Yes, the faith which comes through Him. The faith came through Jesus. But it's really faith in his name. We don't see Jesus. We have to have faith in the name of Jesus. There is no demon that can handle that name. When spoken out of true faith, there is no cancer that can handle that name. When it's spoken from a heart of faith, we speak it and we pray, but it doesn't work because it's not mixed with the faith. With faith, it says the word that was spoken to them did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. But when we mix with faith the name of Jesus, nothing can stand in, in His way. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. He's a hiding place where you can rest. Where the weary is made to rest. You have been striving on your own too long. Go to the tower. Run to the tower. You've been struggling on your own too long. Run to the tower so that you can rest. Rest your weary bones. Amen. True faith in His name. And then they put them in prison. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. They put them in prison. The authorities did. And then they brought them out. And they were questioning them. And then Peter started to say, in chapter 4, beginning from verse 8, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit. It's always good to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, 
a good deed done to a helpless man. That's what the name of Jesus would do. Amen. You can never be helpless with the name of Jesus. He got help. A good deed done to a helpless man. By, by what means he has been made well. They told them the secret. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel, everybody all over the world. Let them all know that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you. Why are they always referring to the name then? So there is something about the name. There is something about the name of Jesus. You need to wake up. Every one of us need to wake up today and understand the power of the name of Jesus is your personal rod with which to do signs and change situations. His name. And when Jesus was here, we could go ahead and call him to come and do it. But now... We invoke his name. And every time we invoke his name, he shows up with all his glory and his power to transform that situation into something that's pleasant. Jesus never, he never went to any funeral. Never. He went to a marriage feast, but not a funeral. If you, if you call him to a funeral, he raised the dead. Amen. They made it very clear to them. His name. His name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. If you are righteous, run into that name for protection. It's a strong place from which to do battle. And be guaranteed that you never hurt. Did Jesus not say, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you? Luke 10 verse 19. Nothing shall by any means hurt you because you've shown up right there. You're staying in the strong tower. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So they talked about that and devil doesn't even like the name of Jesus. They told them, the people told them, the elders said, look, you guys can go now. But we are telling you, uh, don't say a thing in this man's name. Why not in his name? Don't speak to any soul in his name. They are afraid of the name. The devil is afraid of the name. People who oppose God, they are afraid of the name. Sickness is afraid of the name. Poverty is afraid of the name. Confusion is afraid of the name. Depression is afraid of the name. Just speak his name. And these miracles, I have to read these scriptures. Because sometimes preachers talk and you don't know whether it's their opinion or they're just talking. And pre- preachers have a lot of opinions, okay? Including Pastor Al. <laughs> I got him good. <laughs> I got him good. He's always doing me five. <laughs> That's right. Three. <laughs> That's my good friend. Love that family. Precious family of you guys. 
But this is what the scripture says. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, that's the elders now, they're saying, what shall we do to these men? How are we going to stop them? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny that. We cannot deny the miracle. That's why we like healing services. Amen? We like healing services. One of our healing services, I wanted the, the children, we were trying to help people's legs grow out so they can align properly. We wanted the children to see it. So I called the children to see it so that they know God's at work. And they saw, they said, well, pastor, that one is shorter than the other one. And they'll see that. they never forget that. They'll never forget that. Pastor didn't do that. Jesus did it. Amen? And he stays with them. So when you tell them there is no God in their mind, okay, if you're right, how did that happen the last time? They said it's evident. There's nothing we can do about this. We cannot deny it. But then in verse 17 it says, But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on, they speak to no one in what? In that name. It's always about the name. The name of Jesus. It's always about the name. Ephesians chapter 1, he talks about the name. Giving him a name. That at the name of Jesus. That name that is above principalities and powers and all of that. It's always about the name. You have the name of Jesus. He's a strong tower. Please, people understand. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous can go into it. No matter what you're going through, run to that name. And you'll be safe. Your needs will be met. Your needs will be met. They said, we don't want them speaking in his name. And they called the disciples... And commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. So it was always about the name. We tend to forget. This simple truth, that's what I want you to know today. So when, you, when you're having oppression in your home, and you think something is not happening the way you want it, speak the name. Speak the name out of faith in your heart. And watch God go. Perform a miracle in your life. The name of Jesus. You know, in Philippians chapter 2, again about the name, 9 through 11, it says, Therefore God has highly exalted him. That's the person of Jesus, okay? God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Now, he's already exalted, right? God has already exalted him. So why give him a name then? It's about the name. It's always about the name. He exalted him. He's already exalted. But then God gave him a name. Which is a name for us. And given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow 
of those in heaven, whether they live in heaven, of those on the earth, whether they live on the earth, or those under the earth, that's in hell back there. Every name must bow, and that every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. You know why? God enjoys it. Amen? Every time these troubles come and they give you pain, and you use the name of Jesus, and God's watching as they bow, He enjoys it. And as they confess and yield, yeah, we know we can't do anything. Now you've been speaking this name, it's okay. We'll go somewhere else. God enjoys it. Because He gave Him a name that's above every name. A name that's above every name. A name that is above bad finances. I'll close here. Because I don't have much time. And TV audience, please remember the name. The name of Jesus is above every name. That's the name God has given to us. Peter says, there is no other name given among men where we can find salvation but the name of Jesus. There is no other name to mention. Everything on earth, everything in the universe... Every situation, every condition has a name. Every situation, everything in the universe, every condition has a name. If it has no name, you can speak of it. Every trouble has a tongue. It speaks to you, proclaiming His name. Whatever that trouble is, you need to proclaim the name God's given you so that you can have victory. The name of Jesus. In the early Pentecost, it says it charms our fears. Amen? Get rid of our fears. The name of Jesus. Today we're going to do that. Bow your heads with me today. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you don't know what you're missing. You are missing out in life. Sometimes people say, well, I'm, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to give my life to Christ. I don't want to put my hand up in the church. I, I don't want anybody to know. There's going to come day of judgment between you and God. You rejected His Son because of people. This is your day. This is the day you can commit your life totally to God. So that God will do, begin to walk in you. He created you different. There is never going to be another human being like you. Ever. Not since the world began. And until the world ends. You were created uniquely by God. He placed you here in the right time. Now he's asking you. Will you seek him? Will you find him? In Acts, it says, God spread them all over the world. That paraventure, they will feel after God. They will begin to want to know Him. Are you that person today? Are you going to feel after God? Will you call on God today and let Him come into your life? All heads bowed, eyes closed. Please honor the Lord this morning.
honor him by telling him to come? How long will you keep him outside the door of your heart? Standing, waiting for you to open. Jesus said, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man hears my voice, let him open and I'll come in. He says he will make his home with you. His father will make his home with you. Wouldn't you like it for God and Jesus to come and live in your address, your home? Nothing beats that. At the count of three, if you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life, take full control. Or maybe you gave your life to Christ before, but you've wandered away a little, but you want to come back home like the prodigal son. You can come back home today. God will welcome you and I'll pray for you. At the count of three, please put your hand up. One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Let me let you know, those of you that put your hand up today, you are not God. And God will honor you. When you are able to honor God in the presence of people, that touches his heart. And he will honor you. By and by, you will begin to see God's honor in your life. As God will begin to open doors and pave the way for a great life for you. Amen. I want you all to pray with me. To receive Christ. So important. God gave, gave him to us. Now I'm receiving him from God as a gift. That's wonderful. Pray with me. Lord God. Thank you for sending your son into the world for me. Today, I accept him into my life to be my savior and my Lord. Lord God, give me the strength to follow after God, to be faithful to you, to serve you, and to love you through my days on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, God heard you today. And your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You have become a family member with God. Jesus is your brother. And he'll take care of you. I have the growth track. Uh, you have that card with you, Angela? The connection card. There's a part there that says, my decision today. I like those decisions because I pray over them. My job, and I, I, I hold dearly to my job, I want to see you in heaven. I want to see your life blessed. I want to see God at work in your life. That's all I live for. It's very important to me. So please tell me what you did today. My decision today at the middle of the card, put that there. If you have a prayer request, please write it down. I take those things, Pastor Preston will write them out, and uh, Michael and I sometimes will pray over that, but I pray over that even in my office, because the Bible says when we call on God, He hears from heaven. And I believe my prayers are answered. Jesus said, ask what you will, and it will be done for you. Jesus said, ask that you might receive, that your joy may be full. So because I know that, when I ask Him, I know he's going to answer it so that your joy will be full. Amen. 
We're going to be taking our offering now.